So I tell them that the next time we do the high intensity intervals, I want their 10 second best effort on every interval. Not their two minute best effort, not their one or their 30, but their 10 second best effort, regardless of how long they know that interval is going to last. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another Indoor Cycle Instructor Pro audio profile, this time featuring Crystal Leopold, and she's going to be presenting her two types of people, Tabatas. Krista, welcome again. Hi, John. It's fun to have your voice back on the podcast. Thanks for having me back. I've missed you guys. Well, we missed you as well. (laughs) We are recording this kind of at the end of May, and I'm guessing that uh, with your young family, you're very busy. This is true. Yes, we just come off soccer season, um, so I have been playing the role of soccer mom quite convincingly. And uh, it's kept me busy, but hopefully sure. summer will cool it down. I was going to say, I'm sure you're awesome at it. I try to be. I try to be awesome at everything. <laughs> Good for you. And we were just chatting offline where I've um, my friends at Performance IQ invited me to come to WSSC, and uh, we we're both excited to meet each other in person. That's right. I can't wait. Miami's going to be fantastic. Yes. Why can't it be in... February. But. I know, right? That's, But that's okay. I'll take Miami any time of year. It'll work. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So <laughs> two types of people, Tabatas. Give us a quick understanding of what you mean by that. It comes from a quote. And the quote is, there are two types of people, the ones who give you 50 reasons it can't be done and the ones who just do it. And that has always resonated with me. So I applied it to the name of this ride because what I'm trying to get at with this ride is helping people get over sort of their defaults, where they ride, um, especially now that people are starting to do high-intensity training over and over and over again. It's beginning to lose the edge it's supposed to have. So I throw that title out at them. And, and help them decide that by the end of this ride, I want them to have broken a plateau. Uh, that's really what we're going for. We're trying to help them continue to achieve high goals. And that's what I'm trying to do with this profile specifically. And I like that. You, when you and I were chatting about you know what would your profile be about, I was explaining that based on my outdoor experiences here recently, I'm feeling I wish I had broken a few plateaus this winter in that you think you're working hard, but you really don't know it until you're in a group where everyone's just maybe a little stronger than you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have to keep up. Right. Well, and the other problem with plateaus, especially in a group fitness setting, is we tend to have instructors um, who just want to challenge us and beat us up. And we don't feel as participants like we've gotten a good ride unless we've gotten beaten up. And that type of training over and over and over again without proper recovery, without taking like base building time, it's only going to end in you being plateaued, you'll stop seeing results. So you have to change it up. Um, 
Now, high intensity training is one way to do that, but I always make sure that, you know, when we're using this, it's in concert with, um, you know, there has been a base building period. In fact, um, one of the clubs that I work at, we did actually take um, a six week base building period for all of our classes to help lead up to a race day. So I'm fortunate that when I'm communicating these principles to riders, they understand where it comes from. Now, is everybody adhering to it? Of course not. But at least we're putting it out there and helping them have the tools they need to be educated about how they're going to get stronger if that's what they want to do. Well said. All right. As our normal practice, I'm just going to let you present two types of people to bodies. Okay. Well, I just gave you the overview of and kind of the description of where it comes from and why. But the actual way the profile is laid out is in two distinct blocks of work that are 30 minutes each. Then the second block is also broken in half to two 15-minute blocks. So for that reason, it can be easily picked apart and used for a 30-minute ride, a 45-minute ride, a 60-minute ride, uh, because I happen to teach all three kinds. I've got to make it easy on myself, so easy for you too. The first 30-minute block is a foundational block. Um, in that block, we're going to do five best effort intervals that gradually decrease in length from four minutes to 10 seconds. Using this progression, I want to help my riders discover what all out really means. Then in block two, also 30 minutes long, we're going to do two um, Tabatas. And we're going to take 15 minutes to build up, perform, and recover from both of those Tabatas. And during that Tabata is where we're going to put that all-out intensity to the test. So the objective of any high-intensity interval training is to improve athletic capacity and condition, improve your metabolism, and improve fat burning. In the longer version of this profile, it's going to be the Tabata I1E protocol, which we'll use to achieve this effect. In addition to physical benefits, this class specifically has the mental component. Our objective then is to overcome the self-limiting patterns of thinking that prevent us from reaching our full potential. Since I teach Tabatas and high-intensity classes on a regular basis, it started to become obvious to me that riders were sort of getting to where they simply weren't able or weren't willing to go to that ultra-intense level that the Tabata protocol demands. So rather than waste their time with unproductive classes, I take them through this progression to help them discover that what they thought they were doing was actually much less than what they were capable of doing. So before we dive in, let's just real quick go back over what you need to know about Tabata's and high-intensity training. I'm a stickler for safety, um, and also I know that if it's not safe, it's not going to be effective either. So just a quick timeout. Do your research. Go onto the website. Search ICI Pro for Tabata's um, high-intensity training. There is a solid body of information on ICI Pro that will educate you about this type of work. So I just say that I don't want you to give this class to a group of brand new writers because um, you're going to hurt them. And also, if you are so over Tabatas, which I don't blame you if you are, you can change the timing to be any type of timing that fits you um, or use it and don't call it a Tabata. That's all up to you. So on with the ride. We start... With a warm-up, a flat road, uh, use that warm-up to get the body and the mind ready. 
You want to help your riders change focus from their outside distractions, bring them into the bike, and get them really thinking about their potential. Set them up for what you want for them by reading the quote. Ask them to consider not just who they are, but who they want to be. Have them bring the resistance up steadily. Their body's going to start to feel lighter and more energetic, so they should meet that with more gear. Also encourage them to think about their form and their breath, which are going to help them through each interval. Also set them up for success by explaining the format. And hopefully you told them in advance that today would include high-intensity intervals. Tell them that... um, The high-intensity intervals are in the second half of the ride after they've made it through these intervals, which are designed to get them ready to give their very best. They'll be working those five intervals at their best effort. The first one is four minutes long. The last one is 10 seconds, and there's a gradual decrease in between. We'll continue getting the body ready by doing a little priming of the pump, So those are a couple of short spin-ups that are going to rev up your energy systems. In the song that I've chosen, there are two moments where the song and the beat really pick up. Those are listed um, if you decide to use my music. Um, So whatever you're using, you're just going to push up the gear, um, push up your cadence, and try to get your intensity above LT. You're not going to go high enough or stay long enough to wear yourself out. You're just doing a little central nervous system stimulation. Um, And I stole a quote off of a website that I like um, just to explain why we prime the pump. Think of proper CNS stimulation as a ramp up, heightened muscular awareness, fast twitch activation, or a targeted high-intensity CNS proprioception that tells your fast twitch fibers it's time to wake up and get in the game. And that's what I like. Come on, fast twitch fibers. Let's get up, get ready, get in the game. So then we move into our first interval. It's a four minute best effort. And I picked a song that is a, it's a demanding song because I want them to understand that their job is to go hard and never let off the gas. We're going to make it a heavy climb with an aggressive cadence have them load up until they need to stand, come out to a standing climb, and then settle back into the saddle once they found the right spot. Coach them to an intensity that's right about, maybe just below LT. It should be the hardest intensity they can hold steady for four minutes. I use my hand to explain that if they started off too hot or too cold, their goal is to try to level off their effort to one high, consistent heart rate or power reading. The right intensity here is not going to feel impossible, nor will it feel even remotely easy. It will have a sense of urgency and a strong sense of relief when it's all over. And then you give them a complete recovery, three minutes long. Here's how I coach this recovery recovery specifically. I say something like, before you rush away from this moment, take a look at where you are right now. You successfully completed a very hard interval that lasted four minutes. Look at you what you were able to accomplish in that amount of time. Now consider how that effort would have changed if you knew I was going to cut you off halfway through. With only two minutes of work to sustain, how much hotter could you have stoked that fire? Visualize that difference to yourself 
in terms of the number on your heart rate monitor or in the feeling you experienced through your body. I give them time to consider this before I tell them, now you're actually going to ride that. Your next interval is a two-minute best effort, and it starts in one minute. We're off on our two-minute best effort. Again, I've chosen an incredibly intense song because I want them feeling energy from all sides. We're going to push ourselves in ways that other songs just aren't going to, to get it for us. I've also chosen a song that has no words, so you're not going to be competing with the lyrics to coach your students to the hardest they can work for two minutes. Quickly bring them up to a heavy running with resistance movement and drive the heart rate or power level up a percentage point above the previous effort. So for example, if you were coaching them in terms of LT and they were at 100% LT in the four minute, let's go for 101% of LT for this two minute. Now compare it to the four minutes. Here we have a greater sense of urgency without it really being a complete killer. We're asking them, are they going to make an excuse for why this can't be done? Or are they going to nail the hardest effort they can sustain for this period? When the two minutes are over, another complete recovery. Three minutes. And Again, I've chosen a song for a specific reason. This one has great lyrical content for the message I'm trying to convey to my writers. I've chosen Holding Out for a Hero by Frufu. I play off the words to encourage my students to see themselves as heroes, even if being a hero only means that you do the hard work when you'd rather proffer an excuse. I ask them to think about how much more they could have done than what they did in the previous two minutes. Sure, it was tough, but even while they were working, most writers were aware that they're glad this is all they have to do. If you had asked for any more, it might have been too much. Even so, on the range of all the intensities they're capable of, they still have several steps they can climb up. I ask them to consider that where they've been is only just beginning to scratch the surface of the ultra-difficult efforts your body is capable of. They're going to move one step closer by pushing an even more intense effort that will only last one minute. The song we have next has a little bit of time so that you can build up a hill before that interval actually begins. My particular song has a timing of about 25 seconds to get them on a very steep hill. And then they're going to explode into a breakaway standing climb that they'll hold for one minute. You're now heading into effort levels, though, that may not be right for every rider in the room. You're going to need to inspire both those who can and should be pushing hard while helping others to just do the very best that they can. Then again, another complete recovery of about three minutes. And once again, I've chosen a song that continues to push my message. Um, this one, again, has no words, but it has a lot of emotion. And it has cinematic energy. It sounds like it came straight from a soundtrack. And I tell them it's from the soundtrack of their epic journey. They're a hero, but they've been besieged by obstacles. And now they find that they're nearing a point where it might be preferable to give up. But no, they must look themselves in the eye and find the determination to persevere. 
They can't let the cast of this amazing drama down. And the only way the day will be saved is if the hero gives his or her best. I also let them know that their next move, because we're getting to now a 30-second um, interval, it's going to be a legit sprint, an actual sprint that lasts 30 seconds and no longer because you can't go any longer. It's going to be gearing up real heavy, standing to then break that gear, having a seat, driving hard. Then they're going to get two minutes of a breather before their final 10-second burst. So once again, the song I chose was chosen with purpose. Um, it has a really big start. And so I'm going to start them loading up the moment the song changes and have their legit sprint start eight seconds into the song. It'll end at 38 seconds. Then we have about two minutes. I want them to make the most of the time they've got to build themselves up for their last short spike of effort. The 10-second short burst is truly, it's over before it even starts. It's like if you touch a hot surface, it doesn't even register to your brain that it's hot instantly, and neither will this. So they have to put every drop of every single thing they possess into that 10-second max effort from the moment it starts. So if you're timing it to this same song I've chosen, you're going to start loading up around 2 minutes and 40 seconds. And then 10 seconds later, a huge push that ends 10 seconds later. Before it begins, make sure they understand that if they hold back even the tiniest bit, their opportunity is going to be missed. On this spike, there is no gauging, no easing in. You just throw it up there and watch where it flies. If you're doing a 30-minute class, you're finished here. You can turn the second block into next week's work. But if you're going to stick around and do a Tabata, then this is just your cool down or your recovery. In all cases, I want to ask my students how much they achieved in that 10-second effort. When you aren't worried about how long you're going to be holding it, you can reach so much higher. So I tell them that the next time we do the high-intensity intervals, I want their 10-second best effort on every interval. Not their two-minute best effort, not their one or their 30, but their 10-second best effort, regardless of how long they know that interval is going to last. There is a world of difference between what you do at f that you have to stay four minutes and 10 seconds. The proven benefits of high-intensity training are derived from going really high and hard like you did when you only had to sustain it for 10 seconds. So we've recovered, and now we're going to build the intensity back. Cover a little bit of ground to get the body ready for those Tabatas. Not to mention that if we want to reach that high heart rate we're going for, we're going to need some gear. So we can't wait until the intervals start. Otherwise, they're inevitably going to have too little, and they're going to miss the opportunity. So we're going to start building up a moderate hill and alternate in and out of the saddle just to keep their engines going. And then we reach the first Tabata round. And yeah, there's a million songs you could use to do high-intensity intervals, but there is just something about a hard rock and 80s song. I don't know if you guys remember my other Tabata's ride, but it's Welcome to the Jungle. Today, I'm all about some Motley Crue. <laughs> so this song, it's an ass kicker. Sorry, I've just got to be blunt about that. Um, and it makes people want to do something amazing. So if timing, though, is a problem for you, if you don't have a timer on your phone or a clock you can use, then 
you may need to use one of those pre-timed Tabata songs, but I don't really care for them. I let the writers at this point choose what position they want to do the Tabatas in. We've tried them all. We've done sitting, we've done standing, we've done running with the resistance. So I leave it to them how they're going to reach their intense heart rates. The point is they're just going to get it high. Now, a Tabata is timed at 20 seconds ultra-intense effort followed by 10 seconds rest. We're going to do this eight times for a total of four minutes. It is very, very, very hard. So again, please be a wise coach when you choose this for your students. Um, In this particular song, just a side note, I'm going to start these Tabatas around four minutes and 30 seconds for timing. And then we're going to recover. If you only have 45 minutes for a class, make this your cool down. Um, But if you're going for the full hour, then you need to recover. Then bring it back to a moderate flat. At this point, I need to seriously consider the needs of everyone in the room. A room full of advanced or very fit writers who maybe really weren't going all out in the first round can handle a second round. But if their faces read that they definitely did everything you asked, then they should be allowed to let the first one be the only one. An alternate way to approach it would be to use the first round as a practice round to help them understand the timing and work transitions if you've never done Tabatas before. You can never underestimate the usefulness of a practice round. And then the second round could be to go all out. You can also consider leaving the bike, doing Tabata push-ups or air squats on the floor. My point is just that Just because it's written into this profile does not make it the right answer for every class or every situation. There are several different ways to keep the spirit of what's going on without doing both sets of Tabatas um, completely full out. But since I probably have not dissuaded you from going ahead and you're dead set on getting those two rounds of killer intervals in, then you're going to need to get your riders ready for the second round. So I have a song again to build up a hill and build up their confidence. Remember what we originally set out to do, to determine which type of person we are. All that it takes to move squarely into category two is to just do it and to do your very best. So then we're to our our second Tabata round. I've chosen a song that's actually kind of contradictory because it has low moments in the music where they're actually supposed to be pushing really hard. And I really love the effect that this has. And I play to the fact that when the music is low and they are going high, no other outside influence is responsible for the job that belongs to them and them alone. They're going to need to shut off their brains and ride by instinct with no distractions, not even the music. That said, um, if you do use this song and you start it at exactly 15 seconds, then just as you take off on round three, there's a lyrical command that says, do it just as they go. It can be another really effective way to use the lyrics to your advantage. And remember, too, it does not have to be exactly a Tabata. It could be 15 seconds hard and 30 seconds recovery or 20 seconds hard, 40 recovery. Any timing will work. You just have to commit to giving the most explosive effort you can during the work portion. And then we're done. Here we arrive all hot and sweaty at the end of a very intense workout. After you've given them time to breathe and come down, Be sure to congratulate them for venturing out into what might have been scary territory. I like to walk my room and give everyone a high five because they've earned it. 
To cut down on some of the competitive edge, you might say something about how regardless of which type of person they ultimately are, the world is better for having both and the ones who fall in the middle too. Safety is important. Remind them that these types of intervals should not be the only staple in their exercise diet. The best workout the next day would be an easy recovery ride. At our facility, we tell them only attempt this type of ride once a week. And then don't forget your flawless finale and then call it a day. Well, Krista Leopold, this was awesome as usual. And I so thank you for this. Well, I appreciate you having me again. And um, I'd love to hear from anyone who attempts it and can't wait to get some feedback. <laughs> 